0: target practice target practice it's the culture of our church how we aim to do life with God and people how we take what we believe and practice it in our lives you hear what I'm saying and we believe Jesus is Lord so how do we live that out how do we walk that out and and you know we use the word practice because that's what we're all doing we're practicing you get it we're practicing We haven't arrived. We're not perfect at any of this stuff yet. We're working at it, okay? But you know you have to have a goal? You have to have something that you're shooting at, something that's before you that that you say, this is what I'm aspiring to be, okay? And that's what we're talking about in this series. In Psalm 25, verse 12, I like this. It's in the Message Bible. It says, My question... What are God worshippers like? Your answer. Arrows aimed at God's bullseye. I like it. I like it. We're arrows aimed at God's bullseye. Isn't that good? Yeah, yeah. Well, praise the Lord. So we're talking about aims in life. And the one we're going to talk about today is this. This is this is like so classic. I, I thought, how could I start with anything else? We aim to be like Jesus. Can you say amen? We aim to be like Jesus in our day-to-day, all through the week, you know, in our interactions, living the Jesus life, taking the Jesus life out into the streets. Taken the Jesus life into our homes, into our schools, into our places of employment. I, I'll tell you what, that's so good. And then you come together again and you get encouraged, you know, or, or, or maybe you give encouragement to other people. It isn't always just that we get built up, sometimes you come and you encourage other people. What a mindset! Whoa, could that be? That could be like Sunday Fun Day. Wow. And don't, don't get upset that we're not having service that day. You see, because, again, the local body is about coming together, and it's. A, uh, believe me, I, I, I believe it's a time you come together and get fed. You know, that's primary things, but I tell you, it's also a time to give out. I remember back uh, back in the 90s, if I think about it, I think it was 1998, could be, the church that Dane and I were part of, we had... Uh, 49 days of meetings in a row I'll tell you what don't ever do that unless you know, it's God it Sounds really spiritual it's good. I'll Tell you what we should have t-shirts from that because we survived it <laughs> Now there's many good things but I tell you one night one night. okay, I mean we had amazing services people were Laid out on the floor. We were drunk in the Holy Ghost, and it was it was wild and crazy one night we came to church though we sent everybody out. We went out and just spread the love of God in the town that we lived or in the town that we were positioned which was Hopkins and, and uh, it was so good after taking in to give out you know sometimes in order to get full you got to give out do you know that? You got to give it out Sometimes, you know, as believers, you know, I mean, believe me, I, I tell you, I've been to camp meetings, you know, I used to go all the time to, to the summer camp meeting down in Tulsa, and, you know, I tell you, you'd hear all the speakers, and you'd get full, but I tell you, it gets so full, you got to give out. you got to give out. It's, o- it's only healthy to get, receive, and then give, to give out what you have, okay? Otherwise, you know, it's like you keep getting, getting, getting. You're fixing to explode, and there's a pressure, you know? There's a pressure before you explode, you know? I mean, exploding, you know, it could be a good thing, but I tell you, before you do, there's all this pressure, you know? It's like when you're, 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 you put on your jeans and they feel snug. You don't want to have that feeling, <laughs> you know? What are we talking about this morning? We're talking about being like Jesus. Being like Jesus, First Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians 11.1. This is in the Weymouth translation, Richard Weymouth. He said, uh, be imitators of me. This is what Paul said. He said, be imitators of me insofar as I in turn am imitator of Christ. So, you know, the Apostle Paul said this. That was his aim. That was his way of saying, it's my aim to be like Jesus. And he was so bold about it. He said, I aim to be like Jesus. He told people, he said, follow me. Just like I'm following Jesus. You know, if, I, if you see something that ain't following Jesus, well, don't follow that. But as I'm following Jesus, follow me. What a bold statement. I love that. I love that. He, he was taking this thing serious. So as a church... As a a culture in this church, one of the things that we aim to do is to be like Jesus. We're not trying to follow a trend. We're not trying to follow another minister except for how they follow Jesus. We're aiming to follow Christ, okay? Again, how many times am I going to say this in this series? Probably a few. Uh, Doesn't mean we're perfect, okay? Doesn't mean we've achieved the goal. I love this in Proverbs 24, 16. It could be one of one of my life scriptures. It says this, for a righteous man may fall seven times, but he rises again. Okay, he rises again. So the thing is, is is you have these aims and you, you, you aim to do these things in life. Don't be discouraged if you're not perfect. Get up and go again. If you fall down, get up. You know, we're watching a young man learn to walk around our family. And he's been taking some pretty good steps. Proud to say he took off running at Mimi and Pop's house last Sunday. And, you know, he goes so far, and then he falls down. But the amazing thing is he gets right back up again, and he does it again. Couldn't Christians, couldn't we learn from young people? We could learn some things from young people. They know a few things. I love this scripture. I don't know what I want to say about it, but I'm going to just read it. There's a woman in the book of Acts. Her name is Tabitha, and in Acts 9.36, there's a few things we could say about her, but this is what I want to read out of the Passion Translation. It says, there was a follower of Jesus who lived in Joppa. Her Aramaic name was Tabitha, which means gazelle. How cool is that? And she lived her life doing kind things for others and serving the poor. What struck me as I was reading it is this, is that, that just boldly, at least in my, my print, it's bold. It says there was a follower of Jesus. How would you like to have that as your tag? I like that. I like that. That's someone whose aim is to be like Jesus. You see, salvation, uh, a person gets born again simply by believing in Jesus and accepting what Jesus has done for them. You see, but that's the beginning. It's the beginning of a radical change that takes place on the inside. And then life on this earth is a radical change uh, change that, that started on the inside that takes way to the outside and starts shaping and forming us in the way we live. Okay? I mean, you could get born again, believe in Jesus, be thoroughly saved, and be a cantankerous old person just spitting into a can on your front porch with a shotgun in your hand and being grumpy. Did you ever have a grumpy person in your neighborhood? We had one in, growing up in my, our neighborhood and you know, we just didn't mess with them, you know. We're like, oh, you know, don't run through their yard. But, but um, God bless them. Anyway, um, you could do that and die and go to heaven. But I'm telling you what, you'd be missing out on a great adventure. Okay? A great adventure. God doesn't love you anymore when you aim to be like Jesus. He doesn't love you anymore. He loves you so much. He loved me when I was a stinker this morning. And, and anyway, but, but <laughs> he loves you. He loves you. He loves you, but there's more to life. There's more to life. There's more to salvation. There's working out. Paul said this one time. This is, I don't have the scripture, but he said to the, the people in Philippi, he said, Work out your salvation. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, he, and then he goes on, he says, for it's, it's God who lives in you. Okay, work him out, work them out. And I, I always give this illustration. It's like, you know, when I was a kid, I remember watching TV. It's when TV came out and we, we had a TV in our home finally. And, and they had this commercial for ultra bright, bright toothpaste. And it, it was just so amazing. Commercials were a big thing when I was a kid, because you know, you, you're you seeing all this stuff. And, and I remember they had this toothpaste, and they squeezed it out onto the, the toothbrush. And when they brushed their teeth, little stars started to emit from their mouth. It was amazing. I wanted that as a kid. I was like, well, I want that, man. Ooh, brush your teeth, and little stars go flying around. You look like a movie star or something. And the thing is, you go buy that tube, and everything in there is what, you know, supposedly will make your teeth bright and shiny. But in order for it to do you any good, you gotta work it out. In order for it to affect you, you gotta work what's in there and work it out. So you got the goods. Say that. Say, I got the goods. <laughs> See what we gotta work them out. We gotta get them out. You gotta get what's on the inside, on the outside. And it's called aiming to be like Jesus. So such a big topic to cover in the next hour. But anyway such a big topic where do you go with aiming to be like jesus i mean it would be true you know that that you know aiming to be like jesus would be praying for the sick you know and that's that's totally being like jesus you know somebody's going through something you go and you you pray for them you you know and say hey can i pray for you and, and people get healed that's so cool you know uh being like jesus you know you could say Casting out demons is being like Jesus. I mean, you could say that because he did that in his ministry. Doesn't mean you should go around and and look for people to cast devils out of. Sometimes casting out devils means that when the devil's trying to come your way, you resist them. That's that's power over the enemy. That's power given to you. You know, aiming to be like Jesus is spreading the gospel wherever we go. Okay? And and, and, uh, I, I like this that Aiming to be like Jesus, you know, I read this in the the gospel accounts, is that time and time again, Jesus was moved with compassion. See, that would be aiming to be like Jesus, being moved with compassion. In fact, I'm not going to go to the scriptures, but but, uh, in Matthew 14, Matthew 15, you know, it talks about how he was moved with compassion and he healed people. He healed people. He saw the need. Sometimes you can be moved with ca- compassion for people, and you can just love on them. Sometimes people are in a low place in life, you know. They're they're being tormented, and 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 you can see them, and you can just just go and put your hand on them and and give them a hug, if they let you, and you know, and and, and but just express the love of Jesus to them. That's aiming to be like Jesus. Are you hearing me this morning? Acts ten thirty eight the the or Peter said this he said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power he went about doing good healing those that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him that's aiming to be like Jesus I want to go to Ephesians 5 for probably the rest of the time that we're together this morning and talk about another uh, aspect of just aiming to be like Jesus it starts off in Ephesians chapter 5 in uh, verse 1 where again, the Apostle Paul again says, be imitators of God as dear children. Be imitators of God as dear children. And you, know, the, 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 you know, have you ever had somebody that influenced your life and, and you want to imitate, you want to be like? You know, um, in this case... It's it's the picture that he gives us is like a child and, and their mama, their dad, you know, and, and they want to imitate them because there's something good in them, there's something worthwhile that I wanna I wanna shoot for in life. Well, you know, imitate Jesus. Aim to be like Jesus. In in verse two, it it talks about a, a key thing is as far as imitating God or aiming to be like Jesus. In verse 2 of Ephesians 5, it says this, it says, And walk in love as Christ also loved us and gave himself for us in offering a sacrifice to God, a sweet-smelling aroma. You see, that's an area of aiming to be like Jesus, walking in love. You see, when you're born again, one of the things that you're full of is the love of God. It's, it's all over on the inside of you. And, 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 and interacting with people around you is expressing the love of God. It's expressing what's inside you. It's aiming to be like Jesus. Sometimes it's getting our eyes off of us and realizing where other people are at and what they're going through. You know that? Isn't that a big thing? That, that is a big thing. You know, as Paul um, goes on here in Ephesians chapter 5, I notice there's three things we're going to look at this morning. And in all of them, I notice this, that, that he gives like a comparison of what it's like to walk in the Spirit, what it's like to aim to be like Jesus, and what it's like to be controlled by your flesh. Did you, know, did you know that as a born-again, spirit-filled co- Christian, you can be controlled by your flesh? You know, we've all done it, you know? We can, we can act like, oh, no. But you know what? We've all let our flesh control us, you know, in whatever measure. And, and that's not to make anybody feel bad, or me either. But I'm telling you what, we can get up and we can aim to be like Jesus. We can get up from a flesh fit and say, hey, I'm setting my sights higher. I'm walking on. I'm not going to lay on the ground and have a pity party here. I'm going to get up and be like Jesus. So, um, you see, when we, we allow the flesh to control us, what happens is, is that we begin, even though we're born again, even though we have God living inside us, and we have all the, the, the wonderful things of salvation are true in our spirit. When we allow the flesh to dominate us, what we're doing is we're, we're reducing ourselves to looking like a, what the Bible calls a mere man. Isn't, I, I love it. In Corinthians, Paul talked about it. Like, don't be mere men. Now, a, a mere man just means you act, you're acting totally human. <laughs> okay? We don't want to act totally human. Okay? We are human, but we got God in us. And we want to act, we want to aim to live like Jesus. So I'll just read some of the things Paul talked about here, fleshly things. He says, Fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, let it not be named among you, as as it is fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, or covetous man who is an idolater, wow, Paul, that's a, that's a heavy load, has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not be partakers of them. How? That's a heavy load. Christians can act like that. And, you know, if you found yourself in that place that Paul's laying down, I'm telling you what, right now, by the power of God, just stand up. no, don't stand, don't, nobody stand up right now, okay? <laughs> but stand up on the inside. You know, his mercy is so good. His mercy is so good. The thing about God is, is in your weakest moments, you know, he comes in to, to, take, to pick you up and to, to, to lead you on. He doesn't make you feel like an idiot. He lifts you. He's the lifter. He's the, the lifter. And he says, let's go again. Let's, let's reload. Let's shoot again for the target. Let's aim to be like Jesus. So aiming to be like Jesus is, is, is living from the inside. Aiming to be like Jesus is choosing to walk in love. Choosing to love people that God brings into your path. Choosing to love people, not just the lovable, but choosing to love everyone. Choosing to love the people that maybe don't look like you. Choosing to love people that maybe don't think like you. Wow, really. Even choosing to love people that didn't vote like you. Loving people. It's a Jesus thing. Ephesians 5 and verse 8, uh, it goes on, it says, For you were once darkness, but now you're light in the Lord. So walk as children of light. Now, again, the, the, the beginning verse of this whole chapter, Paul lays out the theme here. He says, let's be imitators of God. Be imitators of God. I could say that like this, let's aim To be like Jesus. Let's aim to be like Jesus in these areas. So here's what he says is. You were once once darkness. But now you're light in the Lord. Walk as a child of light. You know. We've all come from a past. But I tell you what. We're moving forward into a future. And we're moving forward in the power of God. We don't want to live like we lived. I don't want to live like I lived yesterday. I want to live with freshness. I want to live in light. I want to live with the power of God working through me. It says, For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. Read in Ephesians 5 here. It says, Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. And for it's shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light. For whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore, he says, awake you who sleep and arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Christ will give you light. You know what I'm going to just tell you is this. You know what? When you're, you're just living life outside of church and inside of church, be you. Be the real you. You're not going to win people out in the world by trying to be like them. Okay? Do you hear me? You you don't have to reduce yourself to some place, you know, to to connect. Go there and be you. Be you. Be the light that God made you. You know, being the light that God made you doesn't mean you go around and have to point out all their sin. You just need to be you. I remember when I was working, you know, when we started this church and I worked at a job over in St. Paul, which, which honestly, I loved the whole season because... Uh, you know, I got a little busy, but it was, it was great. I just loved being around people that didn't know God. I'd go into work every day, you know, and it was a mission field. It was like an adventure. It was like, all right, what's going to happen today? I remember, I remember there was this one guy, kind of looked like Howard Stern, and, and he, was, he was my foreman. I, I was the supervisor, and he, he reported to me. And I'm telling you, one, one night I actually had to go break up a fight he was in that was how he was enforcing the, the company rules was with his fists. And 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 <laughs> I just took him aside. You know, it was kind of intimidating because he was way bigger than me. But I just said, come on, come on, come on. I grabbed him by the arm and said, Come on over here. And you know, we just I just loved on the guy. I just loved on him. You know, and and we 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 formed a connection, you know, because I was just myself with them. I'd come in, I'd treat him like he was a Christian. That's how. That's the approach I took. I'd come in and I'd talk to him about what God was doing in my life. I'd come in every night. I'd, I'd say, you know, I, it was just what we did with the church. You know, God's making way. Man, I tell you what, you know, and I, I, I'd, he'd say, you know, he'd talk to me. I I'd, I'd talked about praying. I talked about praying in tongues. Oh, can you talk to an unbeliever like that? Yeah, oh yeah. He was totally intrigued. He was like, wow, really? That's amazing. I'm telling you what, be you. Wherever you're at, be you. And let God work through you. Let him shine through you. What's our aim? Our aim is to be like Jesus. Moving on in Ephesians 5, verse 15. This is the, the third one he talks about is to walk in wisdom. To walk in wisdom. It says, See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, don't be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Don't be drunk with wine, in which is in, in dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things uh, to God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of, of, of God. Uh, So, you know, being like Jesus, this is what I get, is that you stay full. Staying full is being, aiming to be like Jesus. When Paul's talking here, you know, the heading in my Bible said uh, "How to to walk in wisdom. And the kind of wisdom that he laid out is, is that you never break connection with him. He says that you get full and then you get full again. It says, B, you know, of course, I, I've, I think we've taught this a number of times in the church. But where it says in verse 18, it says be filled with the Spirit. The word be filled there has an ongoing connotation in the Greek. It means to be being filled, if you're going to just say it the way it says it in the Greek. And what it means is that you don't just get filled with God once, but you keep getting filled over and over and over again. And God's plan for your life is to be full and overflowing so that when you're around others, you're just given from the overflow. Do you hear me? It isn't that you give every, like, I gave every last drop I had. I'll tell you what, am I ever feeling spiritual? No, man, I tell you what, you're so full that it's just beaming off the off the pores of your skin. It's just affecting everybody you get around. i tell you, we've just come through a season where people are afraid of, of infecting other people. I'm telling you what, we ought to be so full of this stuff that we have on the inside of us that it's coming out of us, and no matter what you do, wearing a mask, a helmet, you could wear a hazmat suit, and it's coming out of you because, you got so full. Are you out there today? Can we say those things in church? Are we still on Facebook? Yeah, we're still there. Hey. Hello, Jill. Hey. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Aiming to be like Jesus. See, that's what Jesus was like. You know, you look at the life of Jesus I love this that that he'd get up before everybody. Now you don't maybe you don't get up before everybody, but what he did is he constantly found a time to connect with God and be full. He was running on heavenly juice. I I I I, I love. Um, uh, I remember back in when I lived in Haiti. Uh, we used to have teams come down all the time, you know, and, and uh, it was always an adventure having teams. It was fun, you know, when you're living in Haiti and you're down there as the, the missionary. It's always fun to have people come down because you can connect with people. But I remember one guy that used to come down, and, and what I loved about him is every day he'd get up and he'd clean his room. And then I'd find him, you know, and he'd be out on the back porch reading his Bible, getting full for the day. And I love that he cleaned his room because I remember there were some people that got up and they would prophesy and do all that stuff, but they didn't clean their room. And then when they'd leave, we had tarantulas that we had to fight for the next couple of weeks. And i tell you what, Dana was never a big fan of tarantulas, you know. It, it just never really connected with her, you know. And, and uh, you know, you know, tarantulas, you know, you see them in the movie. They're just this thing that kind of crawls really slow. They got those furry legs and all that. Well, that's kind of what they're like, but, but I've noticed that when, when I'd get up in the middle of the night and I'd flip on a light or something and I'd see a tarantula. They'd be walking across the floor and they'd see me and they'd run as fast as a mouse. And then, then they'd get to the wall and, and they had this amazing superpower because they'd get to the wall and they could crawl right up the wall, you know? And, and, and I, it was amazing. Yeah. But I loved it, this guy, this friend of <laughs> who'd get up every day and he'd clean his room. And, 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 and then he'd spend time with God. And I thought, you know, that's cool. That's, that's what Jesus would do. That's what Jesus would do. He'd get full for the day so he could go out. You guys forgiven me for the torrential story? Yeah. Okay. I, Linda, you're okay, right? She was down in Haiti with us once, yeah. Um, <laughs> staying vitally connected to him. Staying vitally connected to him, being overflowing in the spirit, being overflowing with the word of God. Colossians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. I love this. This is New King James. It just says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. You want to aim to be like Jesus? Let his words live big in you. Let him find their home in you. Let him be a part of who you are. You do that by spending time with him regularly in his word taking his word and you know not just studying for a message not just studying all the facts but absorbing it into your being let the word be you know like you sitting down talking to god let his word come to you just like jeremiah said it like he says i found your word and i ate it i ate it it was like food to me do you guys like to eat food i like to eat food i like good food Jeremiah said to me, it was like I'd sit down and I'd just eat his word. It was like food to me. And, and, and then he said this. He said, and it was, it is to me, it's, it's the joy and rejoicing of my heart. You see, when the, food become, when the word becomes food to you, when you sit down and, and, and fellowship with God around food, you know, of his word, you see, it'll bring joy into your heart. It'll bring joy to you. see, he'll speak to you even about the things you know, that you're going through in life right now. It's amazing how he does that. It's amazing how you can just spend time in the Scriptures, hanging with God like he's your friend, and letting the Scriptures speak to you, speak to your heart, absorbing them, just letting them get on the inside of you, and it'll speak wisdom to what you're going through right now. You're you're facing some kind of a trial. You know, I mean... Chances are, just about everybody in the room today, everybody watching online today, is facing some kind of a trial. Spend enough time in the Word of God. Spend enough time fellowshipping with God around His Word that it brings light and illumination to you. That something rises up on the inside of you and gives light even to your thinking. And you go, oh... Oh, I I see a a way out. I I see this in a way that I haven't seen it before. He said, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, richly, not just grazing, but let it dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Stay full. Stay full. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, John 15, 7. He said you'd ask what you desire, and it would be done for you. I like the Kenneth Wiest version. He says, if you maintain a living communion with me and my words are at home in you, I command you to ask at once something for yourself. Whatever your heart desires, it'll become yours. You see, we need to be full enough of the Spirit and full enough of the Word of God that when the pressures of life come to you, and they come to you, they come to all of us. You know, it's like driving in a car on a windy day you ever driven in a car on a windy day and you're just holding that wheel? You're, you're, you can white knuckle it because you're trying to keep it in the, in the lane. And then you look at all these other cars going by and it doesn't look like they're having any problems at all. Let me tell you what, they're all, everybody's facing the same wind. Everybody's facing battles, okay? Be full enough of the word of God and be full enough of the spirit of God that when the pressures of life come to you, Jesus comes out, Okay? Jesus comes out. What are we talking about today? We're aiming to be like Jesus. Couple questions for consideration. How could I grow in imitating Jesus in my home, my close relationships, my church, my workplace with strangers? Those are the kind of things When we question and ask God these things, He's going to show us. He's going to show us how we can tune up. I think you guys are doing a good job. But I'm telling you what, it's always good to get tuned up. It's always good to just get more clarity, more light. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope this message was a blessing to you. Yeah, hey, we just wanted to give you the opportunity as well to partner up and plug in to the church uh, by giving. So if you would like to be a part of that and help make this all possible, you can do so by going to wearelovechurch.com slash give. You can also plug in, stay in the loop with what's going on at the church via our Instagram and Facebook platforms. So love y'all. God bless you.